Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. going on everybody welcome to believe in nba prospects i am josh rodriguez i'm here with quab also known as quab aka yes but we're just gonna go with quab oh we're just gonna i'm here with quab i'm here with quab exclamation point stop full stop (laughs) full stop like i said this is believe in nba prospects on los angeles's number one sports podcast network believe podcast listen if you haven't subscribed to us, please subscribe right now on iTunes. Give us five stars, all that good stuff. Also, follow Believe at Believe Podcast. Um, they have a whole bunch of shows about the NFL, NBA, The Bachelor. I don't know if you guys are following that. Rel- relationship yeah. advice. You never know who's listening to this podcast. Yeah, anybody. Never, I mean, you could want to hear about basketball know. or like The Bachelor. It works out. Yeah, it works out the same. So uh, let's get straight into it. Last episode, we did a an episode about basically surprising teams or surprising schools that had good draft class. So you had Memphis, you had Georgia. Um, but this time around, Quab, it's time for the usual suspects. The usual teams that everybody knows, you know, your Kentuckys, your you right mm. now your Dukes. So Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> like, uh wait, we don't have a <laughs> What's the uh <laughs> I don't know. I just never liked Duke. And Why? your UNC's. And and, I, you, and and well, I never liked UNC, so there, there you go. Oh, really? I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I just never liked Duke. I've never liked Duke. I, I don't want to get into that's, that's a whole other episode. That's a whole other episode. That's a let's let's a, just <laughs> let's just talk. Let's, let's just talk about Duke's draft class. Let's get let's start with Duke since since we're so fixated on them. Um, now, obviously, Zion Williamson goes to the NBA draft. R.J. Barrett's on my favorite team, the New York Knicks. Um, who else did they lose? Cam Reddish. They lost Cam Reddish to, to the Hawks. He's, a, he's con- I was going to say the Kentucky Hawks. Jesus Christ, Josh. You host an NBA podcast. Are you serious? <laughs> Damn, registered the Kentucky but, Atlanta Hawks. Uh. <laughs> but the interesting thing about uh, Duke is that they've kind of changed their identity from, you know, this school that's all about academics and graduating players. And, you know, your JJ Reddicks, your Shane Baddays. And now they're a bunch of one and done players as evidence with their new incoming class. And we'll start with Vernon Carey, a 6'10 freshman. Um, Quab, I gotta be honest with you. I saw a lot of, um, YouTube footage that you sent me from these prospects and he was one of my favorite players. I don't know how you feel about him, but I thought he was very smart just based off of the films that I saw. It seemed like he had a nice touch, um, can play both inside and outside. I liked him a lot, like a lot, a lot more than, um, Wiseman who, who Memphis got. I understand that Wiseman might have a bigger ceiling, but right now I feel like Vernon carries one of the most polished players that I've seen, uh, coming into their first year in college. What do you think of him? Um, I, I agree with you. I like him a lot too, but I feel like for some reason he's not on, he's not very high on a lot of draft boards. Like he's, yeah, it I, shocked me. It's shocked. Exactly. Right. It's yeah. confusing. It's like, wait, and then you see him play. You're like, I, I don't, what am I missing right here? He's not, I see a lot of low lottery, sometimes like low first round. I'm like, and like you said, a six ten skilled big man inside out. Like he fits the NBA game also. I'm kind of confused why well i say i'll say this like because of his uh the main thing about him is he's not always in he doesn't always look in shape he always he looks like he's tied most of the time but skill wise though he he has it all 
Yeah, he looks really polished, like very polished to the point where it's like, I don't say he can be uh, in the NBA now, but I feel like he can go to any team and fit in right away. Like he, he don't need to specifically pick a special team for him or there's not going to be like a team where like if he doesn't go here, he's screwed. Like I think he can fit into any system in the NBA. I agree. I agree, especially with the way the NBA plays now where your big has to be able to go outside inside. I think the main the one issue I think we'll see during the season is if he how can he guard? Cuz okay. the NBA is all NBA is all pick and roll. If that you can't true. play pick and roll defense like you you just kind of stuck out there. So I think that might be one thing, but offensively though, he is like you said very very skilled. Yeah, and I I actually um I'm glad you brought up that whole pick and roll defense type of um it's not even a theory anymore. It's just a fact in the NBA. A lot of teams just run pick and roll offenses. They spread the floor. And if you're a big man and you can't guard the pick and roll, there's really no future for you in the NBA, which maybe is a reason yep. why he's so low. I mean, I haven't really seen any defensive highlights of him, so I wouldn't be able to judge his defensive game. But uh, that's that's one thing I can think of. Maybe that's why he's in the 20s. Maybe a lot of scouts just can't see him playing defense. Well, a lot of offense now is just spread out and and defenses just switch everything. They don't they don't commit to staying with your man. So if you're a big man and you're slow footed, you end up getting stuck in a guard. That's a mismatch every time. But offense, like I don't know, offensively, like you said, he's very, very polished. I'm I'm interested to see how he translates at Duke, especially after the year they had where it was all cameras, all eyes were was on Duke every single game. So I, I, I'm I'm interested to see how much attention like the team gets this year compared to last year. Well, I think they'll be very good. Um, they do have a nice uh, incoming draft class coming in, so you know we'll talk more about that going forward. Uh, one, an, another prospect they have is Matthew Hurt, six nine freshman. Saw him play. He just seems like I don't know. He just I wouldn't say very fundamental, but just knows how to play the game. Uh, can shoot very very well. Like he's what I picture old school Duke to be. Now he looks really slow which kind of concerns me. I don't know how he's going to be, you know, going in the ACC every night with the athletes that are in the ACC. Uh, even the ones who aren't typically skilled basketball players are just extremely athletic. So what do you see from Matthew Hurd? And do you think he's actually going to be an NBA prospect or even a successful basketball player in on the college level? Because for me, seeing, you know, his, I guess, lack of speed kind of concerns me. I agree with you on that. Uh like watching him, like you said, he can he can just shoot, and I think uh, shooting has become such a just a, a very much needed skill in the league now. Yeah. Like every, most teams, they all every team wants shooters. Like I think that's why uh, a player like Cam Johnson got drafted so so high um, from North Carolina, or uh, Ty Jerome from uh, Virginia, who's also a shooter, got drafted so high. So teams seem to want shooters, and for his height and his ability, he kind of fits the NBA game as a, I guess, as a stretch four. But again, similar to Vernon Carey, he seems like he he might be slow footed. I don't know. Like you said, it might be. We will see during the season how he adjusts. Like when you're going against like athletes and the the person you're facing just moves way faster than you. And again, I don't know how he will look in a pick and roll defense. So yeah, I, I don't even know how, how much playing time he's going to get. I'm not really sure what Duke's rotation is going to be. I, I don't know how they're going to fit in. But I mean, I can't really imagine him starting or even getting that too many minutes off of the bench. I, I think you don't. You know, I I think I think he I think he will start. You think so? I think I think that front line. I think those two freshmen are the might be probably could be the starting front line just because you're so versatile. Okay. I This is very, very early on. There's, there, it's not even a college uh, basketball preseason yet. Yeah. So 
We'll see. We'll see when the season starts. But I think I think he would get. I definitely think he would get playing time. He's like he's very very okay. skilled. Also, okay, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I mean, he. I definitely saw the yeah. skill. That's not. It's just I saw the competition he was going against uh, in his highlight videos. It didn't really seem to be um, too athletic. It seemed like he was playing against. I mean, normal high schoolers. Not to say that high school basketball is a joke, but you know, these a lot of these prospects are playing in AAU tournaments and they're in divisions in their high school where they're going against other prospects as well. And I don't feel like Matthew Hurt was going against any. A big name competition. I, I didn't see anything that impressed me. Like it just seemed like he was playing with a bunch of friends. If that makes any sense. <laughs> I mean, okay. So uh, then, but then that comes to um, what's the what was the what was the argument people made last year? With Zion. Like, people said Zion no, was playing true, against. Zion, yeah, it was playing against. Like you saw Zion. Zion could jump to the eighth graders. Zion could jump to the roof. His athletic ability was unprecedented. With with Matthew Hurd, it's like he doesn't right. have that. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking. The kid could ball. The kid could ball. He got he, he got recruited the to kid. freaking play at Duke. He can ball. My thing is, I mean, he was he was a McDon- he was a McDonald's All American. Right. He, he can absolutely ball. The, my it, question is, is that he can actually ball. Right. Can, is is the speed of the game going to overwhelm him? That's that's my only thing with him. If if it doesn't, I think he's going to be True. fine because there are players who who aren't who aren't particularly quick, but they're smart. You know, a, a recent Duke one that comes to mind is Luke Kennard. I love Luke Kennard. He's one of my favorite players in the past five years in college basketball. Maybe he's another Luke Kennard, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. I have a whole – I don't want to go on my whole Luke Kennard rant. That's a whole other thing. But, uh, like, he he can he could possibly fit in a, in a role as uh, – I don't know, maybe like – what, like a Kevin Love? I don't know. Kevin I don't want to – All right. All right. Let's not even go there. Let's move on to Wendell Moore, who I'm pretty sure is absolutely going to get playing time. Um, he just seemed like a basketball player to me. Um, I, I'm not really sure about the, the one thing about highlight tapes is like you really don't get to see IQ, but I, I definitely saw um, his athleticism. Um, he could drive. He he seemed like he was long. He uh, so so. What's the the rundown on Wendell Moore? And what do you think of him? Uh, from like what I saw, what I was able to gather was like um, he can he can do a lot, like all around type game, like a Swiss Army knife. I think, like you said, I think he he definitely is going to play just because. Duke lost a lot of their perimeter scorers with RJ and Cam leaving, so there is there is a void right. to fill from that from the, those positions. So I, he's definitely going to play. A couple of scouting reports I saw they said they view him as a a, a great shot blocker because he has a long wingspan. Oh, so he plays deep. Like That's you said, um, yeah. So I mean, it's all it's all depends. Like like we always talk about how how they perform in college and how will they fit when they get to the NBA. So it's his. Uh, is his like potential to be like a three and D player with his ability to play defense right. and hit shots to be an all around player? So we'll see how he fits in in that offense. All right, and next is Cassius Stanley, who is definitely <laughs> um, <laughs> going to get playing time. Six five, he's twenty years old, which I don't know how. I mean, well, I can as a as a freshman, yeah, I, I can guess uh, reasons why, but he is athletic as all hell. Um, can he shoot though, Quab? What do you think? He's definitely going to be drafted next year, depending on what type of year he has at Duke. You know, he might be a high lottery pick, a low lottery pick. But outside of his athleticism, what is there to his game, or does he need work? I think he needs work. Um, from what I see, he's like uh, very. He's skilled. The one thing I say about him, like anytime I I've seen videos of him, I've seen uh, clips of him playing with um, with and against like NBA players. And like when they have these open runs in, the, in uh, Los Angeles yeah, I and stuff, those two. and yeah, and he never he never looks out of place. Same, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. He looks like he belongs. I said so. same, same, I, <laughs> yeah, same, me too. same. Me, me too. Me, right there, I'm right there. <laughs> 
just like that. <laughs> I meant saying that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, he might. He has a he has a chance to get drafted. Also, like he's. Well, he's, I, think he's I, I remember chance. he's definitely get drafted. I think it depends on how he plays in college because I, I feel like uh, how how's he gonna perform at Duke and then, along with his potential, like what role is he gonna fit in? Okay, I feel like um how he's utilized. And all. So, okay, for example, right, last year, Cam Reddish came into Duke as one of the top players in the country, hands down, right? As the year progressed, yeah. people were like, yo, he should he should go back for one more year. Like, That's crazy that people he, were saying that. He looks that complacent. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was crazy. I think, I, think I think Cam Reddish ended up on the perfect team for him, by the way. I think is, Cam Reddish I think about you all three Duke players. He's going to have a fantastic career, I think. I think he's going to be really good. The Hawks are going to be good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Same. It's sleep, very, sleeper team. Yeah, they're, if not they're this year, the next year, they, they have a bright future. Let's just leave it like that. But like somebody like Cam Reddish, who went from who was like the man in high school, where like he could sleepwalk to forty points with ease. There's there's clips out there of uh, other players, other top players talking about how they couldn't stop him. To how like he was viewed throughout the college season because of how he was used at Duke. So it depends on how they're used. Okay. What uh. Was like what role they end up playing? Like I don't know what what role does Cassius end up playing? What role does uh, Matthew Matthew Hurd and Vernon Carey and Wendell Moore like? How do they fit in? And how does that? How do scouts? How do NBA pro scouts view them? Like how would they fit on my team? So I just feel like pro scouts just fall in love with athleticism though because they see the ceiling and they just they say you know what like uh, we'll we'll take a chance and he'll develop or something like that. I think that's what they look for. I think back in the day that was a big thing because they were always like well he's you can't teach the one thing's like oh you can't teach height you can't teach uh natural athletic ability so like they can work on your other skills in the game like they can all i, I mean during the season or dr- with your team so they can become better shooters or better ball handlers what's and whatnot but i think now there's a lot of more a lot of teams seem to be focusing more on skills also in, okay. in comparison all right and uh last player is a player who actually played last year which is actually interesting but trey jones still an nba prospect to me he's a second rounder I'm not really sure he has any higher of a ceiling. He needs – I mean, I think we all saw last year he needs to be able to shoot the ball. That's his Achilles yeah. heel. He just, he just doesn't shoot the ball well. I think he's a decent playmaker. I think he's a nice guard in college. But I, I really can't see him being higher than a second-round pick. What about you? Yeah, I think probably – yeah, probably second round. I think he's another example of what I was talking about earlier because it was like uh, him in high – Trey Jones in high school, was he, was he was the man. He was a beast. Like he could, he could yeah. score. Gets to Duke and he is option what? Yeah, four? but he, he, he didn't even look Maybe to score five. the basketball though. Like he, yeah, at all. But like that—that's the role. That was kind of the role he had to kind of fit in. Yeah. Like I remember, I do remember one game they played against um, mm-hmm. Syracuse, and Syracuse of course was playing zone, and Coach K put him at the top of the zone, or no, at the middle of the zone at their free throw line, which you usually don't for a point guard, and. He was the reason why they won that game because he kept hitting mid range jumpers and making decisions. Like his shot is not broken, but he needs he needs to get it consistent if he has, like you said, any chance of making it in the league. Um, because there are not many point guards who can't shoot the ball or score that are in the league I, right now. Maybe apart no, from I mean, Rondo. Yeah, that's the only way I can really think of. And Rubio, that's it. And Rubio, yeah. And but they're so skilled, they, yeah, like they, they make on up the for other side of the like. You know what I mean? Yeah, completely. Right, let's move on to UNC. Now, very similar to Duke, they're rivals, so they, they lost three players to the draft as well. Kobe White, Nassir Little, and Cam Johnson. <laughs> I, listen, Cam Johnson, just a quick nugget. I think Cam Johnson's going to be fine in the NBA. I think he's going to be nugget. fine. Three and D. Nugget. 
He's been good. I, I, I watched him last year. Watch him last year. He was he was he he played like he, the he best shot, player the on the team sometimes. Three point so. range in the country or something like that, didn't he? So he's gonna yeah, be fine. I think, I think so. He's gonna be he was fine. up there anyway. He's gonna be fine. It was just it was just a shock that I he know. got drafted at high. I know. Everybody was like, "What is Phoenix doing?" You could have had him. <laughs> but, uh, they bring in two exciting uh, prospects. Of course, they do because they're UNC. One is Cole Anthony. You want to speak about? Uh, that gym, those NBA gym highlights. He he was was in one I think last week that I saw and looked like he fit in. Uh, granted, it didn't seem like anyone was really playing defense, but he looked like an NBA player to me already. Did not know his father was Greg Anthony until you told me. Um, that's shocking, but he's extremely athletic. Uh, the video I saw of him, the videos that I saw of him, I, I love everything about him. I, I love everything about him: handle, passing, um, everything. Um, he seems might might be a little short here on the scouting report that you gave me, it says slow release on his three-point shot, but it does go in. So I think he's a top three pick, man, top five pick at worst. I'm that high on him. I think he might be the best point guard in the country going forward. What do you think? Possibly. He's probably going to be the the, the first point guard picked, if not. But he, he's going to be one of the top, top Come to top my Knicks, baby. Come to my Knicks. To, to, to the Knicks. You guys have like seven point guards. You have enough point guards, bro. Yeah, you well, don't that, need a point guard. You, and they're you, all on two-year contracts. Let's not get it. Let's get it. This is this is not this is a prospect show, Quab. This is a prospect show. Let's keep it prospect. It is, this is a prospect. <laughs> but what is uh? So what is the difference when you look at Cole Anthony? What's the difference between Cole Anthony and like a Dennis Smith Jr.? The, uh, his his passing ability. He seems like he's a willing passer, which is something I want in my point guard. He actually like Dennis Smith Jr. and Cole Anthony probably equally as athletic, but Cole Anthony to me just looks. And honestly, he looks like he has a better jump shot than Dennis Smith Jr. too. I mean, it's highlights, so I have to see in a game. But he just yeah. seems like a better basketball player. He seems like he's a smarter, high IQ player. So I would rather him. Okay. Okay. I mean, well, it probably helps that his dad played in the NBA too. So that always, I feel like that always gives oh, uh, absolutely. these kids an advantage. And Greg yeah. Anthony. I don't know where he smart. got so athletic. I mean, neither do I. That, I mean, maybe his mom was like ridiculously athletic. Um, but Greg Anthony was a smart, he was a backup point guard his whole life, but he was a smart, solid backup point guard. So maybe he tossed his, eye, and he's an analyst on TV. So he's got to know the game. You figure he passed it down to his True. son. I'm, I'm rooting for Cole. And uh, and the second prospect that UNC picked up, Armando Bacot. Is that how you pronounce it? I think bake it. Bake it. Armando like bacon, bacon, but bake it. Oh, bake it, as in like put this in the oven and bake it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Armando, if uh, you hear this, I'm, I apologize if we're messing up your name. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> it looks like Put it in the oven. Put it in the oven and bake it. Armando... <laughs> <laughs> it's a 6'10 freshman center. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> what do you think of him? Uh, can he shoot from the outside? I mean, obviously, he has a nice wingspan. He's tall, five-star recruit, all that good stuff. But how is, he gonna, how is his skills going to translate, not only the college level, but the NBA level? I mean, he's more of, he's more of an inside player from what I saw. Uh, the games I saw him play at uh, IMG, uh, and that team was stacked with, like, D1 prospects and, f- like, future – future NBA players. He was just like your your anchor, your center, uh very vocal defensive player, plays hard. He's just uh like a lot of these I I think a lot from a lot of the scouting reports is like with a lot of these big kids it's like your stamina. But right. I feel like that's something that can be easily corrected when they get to college because you're gonna be in a weight program, True. all that strength and conditioning. So um yeah he's he's strictly an inside player from what what I've seen, not really outside. So okay. All right, sounds good. So that's that's UNC right there. Um, I'm really looking forward to Cole Anthony. I, I know I can't stress that enough. Let's move on to Kentucky. Uh, so I really will Cole Anthony. I'm a Cole Anthony fan, man. I, I am. Uh, or just off the rip, off the rip right now, Cole Anthony. Yeah, Cole Anthony. 
So if you so if you had a so I'm saying if you had a number one pick. Oh, I don't know, but I, I all I know is that my Knicks need a point guard. Like that's what that's how I think. If I had the number one pick, I'd probably go with yeah. I guess I'll go with Anthony Edwards just for the simple fact I'll I'll defer to the experts. <laughs> For okay, now, so I have to you, see them play so, the game, though. True, same, same. This, same is all, this is all highlights so, I'm seeing. I, I don't go to high school games. I don't watch these kids. I have to wait to see, till they get to college. All right, let's move on to Kentucky, the home of one and dones before Duke has kind of taken that away from them. Um, now, it's interesting because now they're returning a lot of players. It's it's like not Kentucky anymore. Kyle Perry, I, I don't know if he lost his touch or if they changed gears. I don't know what's going on, but they have a bunch of new prospects coming in. Let's start with Tyrese Maxey. He's a combo guard. He can score. Can he create, though? And if he can't, is he going to play point guard? What's going to happen in Kentucky? How do you see him translating into the NBA? Because he's 6'2". To me, if you're 6'2", you got to learn how to play point guard. Um, Yeah, he's more of a scorer. He can, he can play point guard, but he's just – he can really – from what I've seen, he can really shoot and score. Like, he can really shoot right. the ball. Very skilled scorer. Like, smooth game, can handle the ball, all that. I mean, that – with how um with how skilled he is as a shooter and a scorer, there's still like he can't he can, he he could be a combo guard like even though like he's kind of short in the in the mold of like a um who's a good comparison like uh, Austin Rivers okay. or Lou Williams kind of off the bench kind yeah. type of scorer or even if you if you put him next to a taller point guard I don't know but like he he's probably gonna end up playing the two at Kentucky right now just because they have uh two point guards uh, returning also so. He's gonna end up having to play the two, and um, I don't know what did you what did you think when you saw when you watched some of his highlights. Same, exactly. I, he just seemed like someone who just ball. You know what I mean? Who can score? He's just a he's a professional scorer. Yeah. But to me, it worries me because he's six two. You know what I mean? When you're six two, like you're gonna be fine in college. He'll probably play combo guard at, at Kentucky because of Ashton Haggins, who we're gonna talk about next. But like, come on, like you got you 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 gotta you gotta give me more if you're six two in the NBA. You gotta be able to create for others. You know. There are very few players I could think of who were that short, who were like instant offense. Off them. Like a Nate Robinson comes to mind. Mm, you know what I mean? True. Someone like that. And he was shorter than Tyrese. Um, but uh, for me personally, I, I don't really see him going higher than like 20 or something like that if he goes to the NBA. Okay. Okay. I think um, I, I think it all depends on fit. Like I, I'll say yeah. this, last year coming into the season, I, like Kobe White wasn't seen as a, po- as a point guard. He was seen as a two. Okay, and then he ended up playing point and did like a good enough job to get drafted in the lottery. So there's always I thought he was great. Yeah, yeah, you never know. Yeah, you never know. So uh, I think the next one um, is uh, Ashton Hagens, and yes. that's the returning point guard for uh, for Kentucky. And the one comparison I always hear about him is like they some I think somebody compared him to like a young Patrick Beverly in terms of like defense, right? Like he gets after defensively, not. Um, not really offensively like he's very he's a grinder um, he's a yeah. grinder he's gonna yeah. get in your head he's gonna, he's gonna be tough he's gonna he's gonna play the position he's gonna run the offense he's not gonna do anything crazy um but he's a grinder yeah patrick beverly i like that comparison a lot yeah i think you um, see him going high i mean it says here he could find, find himself in the first round what do you think well if again kind of like similar to um uh when we're talking about trey jones if his shot be, like if he shows improvement and of a consistent jump right. shot then that's when like NBA teams might be like, okay, we can see him just because of his like, of his measurables, like six three, long wingspan. He competes every time, but he's also like a really good. Right. He's he's also a really good teammate. I, I was reading a, a bunch of scout scouting reports where we're talking about how he was comfortable stepping back and letting somebody like Tyler Hero 
carry the offense, but sometimes it was to like, he did it too much where you were just like, okay, you can be aggressive too. You don't have to always like be laid back and not like play hard. So he, he's smart. He's just, he sounds like a smart player. Like that's what it sounds like. But to me, you know, you got to offer a little more, but if, if you're going to be a lottery pick or high first round, so I could see him going late first round, maybe early second. Yeah. Same. Next is Khalil Whitney, six seven freshman. To me, I saw his highlights. Just seemed like someone who can thrive in transition. Um, but I, I'm not really sure if he can shoot or do anything else. <laughs> what, what's the lowdown? You're on like, him? yo, boy, can dunk though. <laughs> I, I get that, but I mean, you got to show me you can play ball. You can read an offense on. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. it's, that's the, that's the one thing with you know high school tapes and and these highlight tapes that we see. It's you don't really get to see the the IQ of the basketball player. You just kind of see, oh, they're extremely athletic. You know, very rarely do you get to see someone's IQ or how, or how they handle something in the half court. And with him, it just seemed like, okay, he's he he can jump. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, well, I'm interested to see how he looks. He will look at Kentucky because uh, I've seen I've seen some tapes of him hitting shots, pulling up and all that. I, that part of the game has to be consistent. Like I said, yeah, we know you can run, you can jump in transition. You're a terror, but like can't always play in transition 100 percent of the time. So what can you do in the half court? Right. So yeah, I'm interested to see how he uh, turns out. Uh, some I saw I've seen some draft boards have him in a possible first round, like low first rounder, high second rounder. So it depends on how he uh, looks at Kentucky. All right, and last one is how do you pronounce his last name? Okay, I'm, I'm a mess. I'm, I'm a mess. This one up, Johnny Jazang. <laughs> Johnny Jazang. We'll call him Johnny J. Johnny J. Yeah, he was he not talked about, but he he reminds me of a young Harris Menzel. <laughs> 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 what do you think? <laughs> Yo, why, why? That's why you got <laughs> Am I wrong? Yo, um, Am I wrong? You're not wrong. And Harris was nice. Yeah, I know I'm not wrong. I know you're not wrong. <laughs> Harris was. Harris was. Harris led the nation in field goal right. percentage. So. Exactly, Harris Menzel led the nation in field goal at, at, at a at Ryder University at uh, at a, at, a, <laughs> at our alma mater. So we, even though we don't we don't rep it, but <laughs> but Johnny Johnny J is six seven, right? Yeah, um, skilled all around, kind of smooth game, can shoot and kind of score with ease. Kind of like you said, not talked about because I think he got hurt uh, going into his senior year. The one thing that uh, somebody made a point to me about him was that it's kind of like similar to like Tyler Hero. Nobody was talking about him before the season started. Okay. And yeah, but his game just his game just fit. So you were just like, okay, that kid's going. Like he's going to be a prospect. So Johnny has a chance. Like depending on how well he plays during the season, I can't believe you compared him to Harris Man. So I'm <laughs> I'm still I'm still dying, bro. I'm. <laughs> I'm not wrong though. I know you're not, not wrong. wrong. I don't care. I, I know I'm you're not, not wrong, wrong, but there's gonna be like five people, five specific people that we know who who are gonna hear that and just die laughing because you said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not wrong, and that wraps it up for our usual suspects episode. We're gonna have another episode before the season starts, and that's that. I'm not really sure. Uh, how many episodes we're going to have. Obviously, we're going to have to wait until these kids actually hit the courts on college to actually evaluate them and see how they move up and down the draft boards. But if you want, listen, you can follow us uh, on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the podcast platforms. Give us five stars. Leave us a review, all that good stuff. You can follow Believe Podcast at Believe Podcast. I'm Josh Rodriguez at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore Quab. Where can they find you? I'm Quab at Quab, a.k.a. Y-E-S. At, um, that's only follow me on Twitter and everything else with that. 
just quab. It's just quab. All right, everybody. So until next time, we'll catch you around. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.